It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are live right here on Football Full Circle following another football weekend. We beat number seven of the NFL regular season and a Sunday slate to break down, recap, and review. We set the stage for the Monday night finale in Minneapolis between the 49ers and the Vikings and, of course, some college football conversations live right here as a new week begins on FFC. He is the mastermind of the pigskin. That is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Lisi Guy, let's start with Sunday night football. The Philadelphia Eagles make a statement in a matchup of two teams that entered the weekend with the best record in the NFL. There were five teams, Joe, entering week number seven's Sunday slate at five and one to start the year. Two of them faced off last night in Philly, the Eagles and the Dolphins, but it was the Birds, Joe, making a resounding statement on Sunday night, winning 31-17 covering as a three-point home favorite. Yeah, physicality, you know, the interior perspective in terms of the offense and defensive lines, Ben, took over, in my opinion. I thought it would be very difficult for Miami to run on that front seven, and that proved to be the case. But on the offensive side, Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown is being just as good as any combo in terms of the National Football League. I mean, Cousins to Jefferson, Burrow to Jamar Chase, or even Mahomes to Kelsey. This is now the dynamic duo, and they're winning ball games and when you force turnovers and you're physical at the point of attack that's a recipe to not only win an NFC championship but more importantly a Super Bowl Absolutely so. And that's the next step for Philadelphia. An appearance in Super Bowl 57, looking for the Lombardi in Super Bowl 58. Joe, I'm glad you bring up A.J. Brown. He was sensational last night. 10 grabs, 137 yards, and a touchdown. But it's not just last night, Joe. Five consecutive games for A.J. Brown with 125 or more receiving yards. That ties an NFL record for the most consecutive games with 125 
125 plus receiving yards as we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience on Sirius XM channel 159. 159 on Sirius XM is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. He's Joe. I am Ben recapping Sunday night football and the entirety of the week seven Sunday slate around the National Football League. Joe, like we were saying, A.J. Brown makes history last night, tying the longest streak of consecutive games with at least 125 receiving yards. Joe, after week two, despite a perfect 2-0 start for the Birds and a victory over Minnesota where they were focused on the ground, A.J. Brown was not all too thrilled with his role in the offense in terms of the production. He makes his statement. He has paid it off for Philadelphia. 125 yards at least, Joe, in five straight for this Birds offense. Yeah, entering that game last night, we talked about it on Pro Football Today. He had 31 receptions, right, Ben? And just had yeah. dominated with four straight 100-yard performances. He was targeted 44 straight times in terms of not straight, but 44 times during those four ball games, and steps up yet again. Devontae Smith is an added dimension. We also saw DeAndre Swift get involved in terms of that offensive attack. And when you can run it, you can throw it. You have a mobile quarterback who is the definitely the leader of that team and one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, you're going to win ballgames. The only way to knock off Philadelphia is to win the turnover battle on the road and run the football consistently, and the Miami Dolphins didn't do neither last night. And Joe, they entered as the best rushing offense in the NFL. Some injuries up front along that O-line. Tua Tungabailoa got sacked three times. He entered the game with only six sacks in the first six games for the Finns and only 45 yards on the ground. They only ran it 12 times, Joe. 12 attempts as a team, but that Philly defense stepped up in a big way as well. So Joe, when you evaluate the NFC, knowing we'll see San Francisco tonight, both San Francisco and Philadelphia looking for a response. We saw it from the birds we'll see what the 49ers have in response as well after their first and only loss of the year last Sunday Joe when you evaluate the NFC is it neck and neck for you Eagles and 49ers on that same tier no, I still give the edge to the Eagles, and it is mm. because of the front seven, and it is because of Jalen Hurts in regards to leading this team to a Super Bowl. And not only that, Jalen Hurts performed elite against Patrick Mahomes. It wasn't because of Jalen Hurts why Philadelphia lost that ball game, right? It was it was obviously the defense that allowed some big plays over the top, the questionable call. Either way, you could give an argument. You know, it was good, it was bad, but Jalen yeah. Hurts was the leader. And and again, if we're talking been there, done that. You have to give the edge to the Philadelphia Eagles and their coach, Nick Sirianni. Not a knock on San Francisco, but you can't give them all the credit for not making it to a Super Bowl just yet. Yeah, absolutely so. When you think about San Francisco, they have been a frequent contributor of course in that NFC title game three of the past four NFL seasons but I would agree, Joe, I still think the Eagles are right there. So 31-17 the final in favor of the Birds. A similar score, Joe, for the two teams right now through seven weeks and one more game remaining that are 6-1. and one. The Chiefs and the Eagles. Kansas City improving to 6-1 and one yesterday in Arrowhead with a 31 
31-17 win over the LA Chargers. Joe, a ton of offense in the first half. 24-17 was the lead for KC. The only touchdown, the only points we saw, the Chiefs icing it away late in the fourth quarter. So now, Joe, when you look at this for Kansas City in dominating fashion in the division, Patrick Mahomes has now been the starter in KC. This is his sixth year as the starting quarterback for this Chiefs team. He is 29-3, and Joe, against AFC West divisional yeah. opponents. Yeah, amazing. And, and they just find different ways to obviously win ball games, right? We, they could run it up-tempo. They could grind you out. They can you know, rely on their defense that was opportunistic yet again today. And again, you know, the LA Chargers, they're like the enigma of the NFL. They have all this talent offensively and defensively, yep. and yet they just can never seem to put it together, right? I mean, an opportunity to erase that Monday night performance against Dak Prescott. They go on the road. They're within striking distance, and then they turn the football over, and their defense can never make a play to change up that momentum, and that's why Kansas City, again, will win the division. They're the, probably going to get the number one seed in terms of the AFC, and all roads will lead through Arrowhead if you want to win a Super Bowl championship. Amazing yeah. effort by the Chiefs yesterday. Absolutely so. And Joe, maybe if the knock on the 5-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs was, the offense looked a little stale. It wasn't overwhelmingly impressive like we are accustomed to with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey under Andy Reid, a change in offensive coordinator, of course, Eric Bieniemy in Washington. Well, that offense looked fantastic yesterday. 424 yards for Mahomes, four touchdown tosses, all to a different receiver. Travis Kelsey, 12 grabs, 179 yards, and a touchdown as well with Taylor Swift yet again in attendance. He's averaging, by the way, Joe, over 108 yards per game receiving with Taylor Swift in attendance, less than 50 when she is not there, showing <laughs> out for his girlfriend, Joe. That's something you know well. Joe Lisi always brings it the most on college football today if he knows a significant other might be waiting <laughs> in the wings. Anyway, Lisi guy, we come back on FFC to roll through the rest of the Sunday slate around the National Football League week number seven. Some interesting games, including a shocking result in Foxborough. The Patriots win their second game of the year against the Bills. We break it down up next, live right here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. 
We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are live right here on Football Full Circle. So let's go around the rest of the NFL slate. Joe, as we talked about, two teams at this current moment now improved to 6-1. and one, Time for the best marks in the NFL. It's the two teams that faced off with the Lombardi Trophy on the line last February in Super Bowl 57, the Chiefs and the Eagles. That's as of right now as the 49ers can also improve to 6-1 and one, as nearly a touchdown favorite on the road in the Twin Cities against the Vikings later this evening. But Joe, as we focus on what was one of the marquee matchups in the early window yesterday, it was the 5-1 and one Detroit Lions on the road in the Charm City to take on the 4-2 and two Baltimore Ravens. The flock booked as a three-point favorite at home. Joe, we thought it would be a litmus test of sorts for Detroit. Could they go keep up with another contender? Each and every spot, each and every Sunday, a new opportunity for this Lions franchise to prove they are here. They are truly one of the best teams in the National Football League. Well, Joe, yesterday might just be a blip on the radar, but it was an ugly result for Detroit and an emphatic statement for Baltimore. 38-6, to the final in favor of the Ravens. They cover as a three-point home favorite. Lamar Jackson, Joe, was brilliant. 357 passing yards, three touchdowns for the Ravens yesterday. Yeah, and, you know, I thought it would be a difficult spot for Detroit. Uh, back-to-back road games, they get the victory over Tampa Bay last week. They're back on the road in Baltimore. A lot of people thought that, you know, Baltimore would be a little bit, you know, fatigued from playing the game in London against Tennessee. But that secondary that was given up about 256 passing yards per game was lit up by Lamar Jackson. Now, I think that's the way you had to attack it. If you were Baltimore, you couldn't go in status quo, run the football, because that would have went right into the front seven of Detroit that was given up less than basically three and a half yards per carry and 65 rushing yards per game. So that was the game plan. And again, big picture, does this like derail Detroit from possibly winning the division and and maybe making a run in the playoffs? No, but they are not as dominant, I I think, as a lot of people were giving them credit for entering this matchup, a 5-1 overall record. They still have some work to do. Rushing attack didn't really get going yesterday with Jameer Gibbs. They made Jared Goff in that offense a little one dimensional and credit John Harbaugh but more importantly Lamar Jackson he finally stepped up and that's what you want to see from the Ravens if we're looking at this team to potentially challenge Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs big picture and right now, Baltimore, Joe, the third best price to win the AFC. We'll talk about why in just a moment. But both teams now 5-2, and two, the Lions and the Ravens. 5-2 and two, Baltimore, Joe, at 6-1 to one to win the AFC, only behind Kansas City and Miami. So you might be thinking, well, where's Buffalo? Buffalo now the fourth best number, plus 650. Because, Joe, the Bills went into Foxborough yesterday with the largest spread of the weekend, eight, eight and a half points against the Patriots, who had only won 
one single win this year, never scored more than 20 points in any of their six games to start the season, except yesterday was a return of fortune. The Patriots, Joe, upset the Buffalo Bills, a surprising result on Sunday, outright as that eight-point underdog, 29-25. Bill Belichick earns his 300th career victory as an NFL head coach. Mac Jones finds Mike Kosicki, Joe, from one yard out, which is 12 ticks remaining in regulation. That was the game-winning touchdown. New England wins their second game of the year. Buffalo drops their second game in the last three weeks. And, Joe, it has not been a good last three weeks for the Buffalo Bills. No, it hasn't. Now, I did think that that game would be high-scoring, Ben, but I thought it would be the other way around with the Bills dominating and dictating the tempo and forcing Mac Jones to match them score for score. I thought Sean McDermott and the offensive staff did a terrible job in terms of their first-half game plan. I thought they came out flat, much the way they did against the New York Giants. They didn't look like they had any continuity in regards to the rushing attack. Josh Allen did not push the ball vertically down the field against New England. Every throw was short to intermediate underneath coverage, and they fell behind 13-3 at half, right? Then all of a sudden, they get a, a, a touchdown right out of the half to James Cook. He gets a touchdown, 81-yard drive. They could just never close. The defense all of a sudden giving up chunk yards. Now we've seen it in back-to-back -back weeks. We saw the Giants move the ball with Tyrod Taylor through the air and on the ground, and now Mac Jones, a totally one-dimensional in up offense and you give up 29 points terrible performance by the bills but again happy the game went over but the bills played down to the level of competition now in back-to-back -back weeks Joe, think about the Buffalo Bills and their season so far. A disappointing effort, first Monday night of the year. Aaron Rodgers goes down, four offensive plays into the game. They can't beat Zach Wilson thrust into an impossible spot in a divisional game. All right, they bounce back. They hammer the Raiders in their home opener. They hammer the Commanders. Then in one of the best spots of the year against a good Dolphins team at home, they win by four touchdowns. They respond with three straight wins, Joe all by at least four touchdowns. And they go on the road, or, uh, yeah, they go on the road to London in what was a neutral site game, but on the road in London, they lose to Jacksonville as a five-point favorite. Last week at home against the New York Giants on Sunday Night Football, a banged-up, washed-up offensive line for the G-Men. They win by a couple of points as a 15-and-a-half-point favorite, but the Giants were the better team for 58 of the 60 minutes. They just gaffed it up on the goal line too many times. Hey, a win's a win. It's the NFL, right? The margins are not always that drastic. But then I thought, Joe, the resolve would be there for Buffalo, trying to say, hey, all the optimism and expectation we enter each NFL season with, we're going to make right this time around. To lay that clunker, Joe, yesterday in New England against the Patriots offense that has been anemic all year long to score 29 points. Mac Jones looked good yet again. Again, Joe, very disappointing for Buffalo yesterday. Yeah, and Josh, Allen doesn't look confident at times. You know, again, he just doesn't look like he knows where he wants to go with the football, and I'm just not really sure what, what he's doing. You know, you look at the performance, okay, 27 of 41, 265, he throws another interception. Again, you know, the checkdowns are what kills you in terms of that ball game. I understand that maybe New England was taking away Diggs and Gabe Davis, I get that, but where's his run, rush, running ability, too? You know, the reason why 
why the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen were so dominant from an offensive perspective is that you were you had to account for every player on that offense. He just doesn't run anymore. So that that is completely taken out of that offense in terms of the game plan. Now they just concentrate on getting quarterback pressures, shutting down the run, and putting them into long third downs, and they're not consistent. So, again, I don't know if it's Dorsey. I don't know if it's more Josh Allen. Something is not right, and you know what? It falls more on Sean McDermott than anybody else. He's the main guy. He's supposed to get it right, and right now they're struggling. They're just a 500-ball club right now. Yeah, and we'll see, Joe. Again, the Dolphins lose yesterday, but they are in a fine spot. Five and two, still a game in front of Buffalo in the AFC East. Joe, elsewhere around football, yesterday as we look at some of the games, what a wild one we had in Indianapolis. Deshaun Watson knocked out of the game, cleared concussion protocol after he got the start. He was one for five for only five yards and an interception. It went back and forth, back and forth. Eight lead changes between the Browns and the Colts in Indy yesterday, including late in the fourth quarter, Kareem Hunt punching it in from just a few yards out for the game-winning touchdown under half a minute remains. Cleveland Joe with P.J. Walker in there for a good majority of the game somehow, someway wins 39-38. Yeah, I mean, that was a game that Cleveland had to have, right? With or without Deshaun Watson, you were supposed to get pressure on Gardner Minshew, and all this guy does is roll sevens every time he starts a ball game. It's completely amazing, but, you know, they step up. Miles Garrett was the leader of that defense. He blocks the, the field goal, and that, they got out of Dodge, dodging a bullet after the emotional win last week against San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely so. The Cleveland Browns, 4-2. and two. The Baltimore Ravens, 5-2. and two. We'll talk about what the Steelers did in Los Angeles on Sunday and continue to go all around the NFL. Live right here on Football Full Circle before we change our focus over to some college football. We'll do that next. Come back and join us on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are live right here on FFC. So, Joe, if the Pittsburgh Steelers are an underdog, they're going to win a football game. They are 4-2 and two now, Joe, fresh off the bye, a three-and-a-half-point dog yesterday in Los Angeles against the Rams, and the Steelers win outright 24-17, 14 points in the fourth quarter, blanking the Rams on the other side to post the comeback. Joe, four wins for the Steelers this year, all outright booked as the underdog under Mike Tomlin now. This is year 17 with Tomlin as the head man in Pittsburgh. They are 46 and 45 straight up, Joe Lisi. Straight up as an underdog under Tomlin. It is sensational stuff and the Steelers just keep winning games as a dog. It's unbelievable, Ben. It really is. I mean, they're just like a blind bet every time they're catching points, it seems like. We had a divisional game, interconference, coming out of a bye. Mike Tomlin did a fantastic job. And, you know, what was interesting is they still didn't rush to football. I talked about it, you know, in terms of the breakdown as well when we discussed it on Friday, that in order for Pittsburgh to win this game, they were going to have to run the football consistently. 86 yards, three yards per carry. But as long as T.J. Watts on the defensive side of the ball, all of a sudden, he could change the momentum in, in a heartbeat. Uh, the click of a finger, T.J. Watt is a game changer. Sometimes he's their best offense. And you know what? They stepped up. They contained Matt Stafford. They held down Cooper Cup enough to pull this ball game out by seven points. And here we are again. Pittsburgh's definitely a wild card contender. And now maybe just a dark horse to steal the division as well. Yeah, I mean it's crazy, right? Five and two Baltimore, four and two Pittsburgh, four and two Cleveland, three and three Cincinnati, who was on a bye this past weekend, Joe. Every team in the AFC North is an even five hundred or better. I believe, as I do a quick scroll right here, yes, that is the case. That is the only division in football that everybody is at least five hundred or better. No losing records in this division. Joe, when you think about about how this division is playing out. Baltimore plus 100. They are the favorites at an even money price. That's great. We talked about the Ravens and the Lions, though, Joe. I still think you could make the argument the Lions have a better path to a divisional crown than the team they got whooped by in the Charm City. Just a couple, uh, just yesterday, when you think about where that stands, the Lions, Joe, lost their second loss of the year, but their odds to win the division got even better minus 550 as the divisional frontrunners in the NFC North because of how bad the rest of the division is. And Joe, that's seen right now and encapsulated in the Green Bay Packers, who had won this division eight of the last 13 years or eight of the last 12 years now, excuse me, but that is not going to be the case for Green Bay this season, especially, Joe, with the way that Jordan Love is playing. He started off the year three touchdowns, zero interceptions in each of his first two games, six total inter, uh, six total touchdowns, zero interceptions. A start like that, Joe, we had only seen a few times in the last decade in the NFL. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Patrick Mahomes twice. That was the company Jordan Love kept through his first two games and had everybody believing, oh my God, the Packers are actually going to do it. After three decades of consistent quarterback play from Favre into Rodgers, 
this new era of Jordan Love would continue to be successful. Since then, Joe, three touchdowns to seven interceptions, a 57.5% completion percentage for Jordan Love. That is the worst in the NFL for a quarterback who has started more than two games. And Joe, the Packers have dropped three straight. They now have a losing record at two and four. Yeah, and they fell behind again. You know, when you're on the road in a tough environment and Mile High is one of those places not easy to play no matter, you know, how good or bad the team is with Russell Wilson, you're going to have to run the football. They did that, but again, they became one-dimensional because the defense allowed that offense to jump up early for the Denver Broncos. They were able to dictate the pace, dictate the tempo, and they put Jordan Love in a deficit. I think when you look at, you know, Green Bay and how Jordan Love has progressed, especially in the early part of the season, they were able to jump up early, right? take the pressure off of Jordan Love, utilize the rushing attack, and then obviously build a huge lead. They weren't able to do that now against Las Vegas. They weren't able to do it against Denver, and this team is struggling right now. But I'll say as bad as or as inconsistent as Jordan Love is, they still have that rushing attack. And they, you know, they pounded the rock for 4.7 yards per carry. We saw Aaron Jones come back, A.J. Dillon with 60-plus yards. I think they're okay. I still think they're a wild card contender, but they need mm. more out of the passing game and Jordan Love to be more aggressive, especially on early downs. Yeah, I don't know, Joe. I don't know if I'm as optimistic. I actually think the best performance in the NFC North yesterday was out of the young Tyson Bajant, <laughs> the Division II standout from Shepherd University in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Of course, he was undrafted. The rookie won the backup job in Chicago, looked a little bit shaky, thrust into the role against the Vikings two Sundays ago now in a loss for Chicago. But yesterday, Joe, has a three-and-a-half-point home underdog Chicago wins outright against Las Vegas, 30-12. to 12. The Raiders also with a backup, but one that we all know a little bit more, his name, Brian Hoyer. But Tyson Bajit gets the better of Hoyer yesterday. We did see Aiden O'Connell as well. Bajit, 21 of 29 for 162 yards and a touchdown. The ground game good for the Bears as well, 173 yards and two scores. Joe, the first win for Chicago at home in what feels like a decade. It wasn't quite that long, but the first home win for Chicago in quite some time, their second win in their last three games after ending that 14-game losing skin. And, Ben, they rushed for 173 yards yesterday, yeah. over four and a half yards per carry. And Bajan was good, you know, didn't really turn didn't turn the football over, short to intermediate throws. But when you're going to run the football like that at home and turn over Brian Hoyer, an old quarterback, two times, you're going to give your offense multiple opportunities to potentially score points. They jumped up 7 nothing. It was 14 nothing. I believe it was 14-3 at half. To totally made Las Vegas. Vegas completely one-dimensional. Devontae Adams not a part of that offense. Seven yeah. receptions, 57 yards. That's the way you had to attack if you were the Raiders. The Chicago Bear defense, they were giving up basically 280 passing yards against opposing quarterbacks. How does that How does that performance happen if you're the offensive guru and, you know, a great head coach like Josh McDaniels? Why he's never mentioned in terms of being on the hot seat is beyond me. He coaches this team down. Again, 
Miami. He's like Ron Rivera. That was a game that they're supposed to win three and three overall. They're supposed to get over the hump and they get blown out. Not even lose close. Amazing in terms of that effort by the Las Vegas Raiders. They're another team. Expect them to fall off the grid, especially if Devontae Adams is not happy. And Joe, we talked about how Kansas City, right, has taken uh, has taken control of that division, looking for their eighth straight divisional crown. Well, Kansas City is the only team with a winning record. The Chargers are two and four. The Raiders are three and four. And the Denver Broncos, after beating the uh, Green Bay Packers, also have two wins this season. The Chiefs, Joe, minus twelve fifty to win their eighth consecutive AFC West divisional title. And Joe, we came up on the break, so I didn't get to make this point. There's no chance in my mind, Joe, and I know we sit here after week seven, that Brandon Staley is the head coach of the Chargers next year. I'm not sure the Bolts are going to fire him midseason before 2023's campaign is done, but there is not a chance that he is their head coach in 2024. A change in that organization is needed. And Joe, he is a defensive mind. He had an offensive background, but was the defensive coordinator for the other LA team under Sean McVay with the Rams before joining the Chargers as their head coach the Chargers defensively are miserable despite having talent it gave up 424 passing yards to Mahomes yesterday they were already the worst passing defense in the NFL made even worse yesterday yeah, unbelievable. Would they give up a 40, 480 plus in terms of total yardage? And Kansas City yeah. only rushed it for around 65, 66 yards in that ball game. So it was all the passing attack, right? So again, I agree with you. They're two and four overall, but again, anything is possible. You never know because they do have Justin Herbert. Because we're seeing now a lot of parity in terms of certain divisions, right? The AFC South, the AFC North. You never know. They need to get on a heater, but the two winnable games. I mean, you have Dallas in your place. You can't pull out the victory. You have the Chiefs. You're down by one score. You have a hot quarterback, and you, you just fall apart. No second half adjustments in back-to-back games. And, you know, again, why don't we make them coach of the year to start the year yet again like the books did yeah. each and every year? The media loves them for whatever reason. I don't know, but I'm with you. This team is going nowhere with Brandon Staley at the helm. Absolutely so. So, Joe, as we keep it moving through the NFL, you mentioned Devontae Adams struggling with the Raiders right now. He is not thrilled. A game yesterday, Joe, that didn't feature a ton of offense, 14-7 to the final for the New York Giants, who actually have picked up a couple of decent performances here. Yes, they lost to Buffalo last week, but easily covered as a 15-and-a-half-point favorite, a win over a divisional foe in the commit. Commanders, excuse me, on Sunday. They were actually the home underdog, Joe, and the Giants win by a touchdown outright. Yeah, I sort of expected it because it's Ron Rivera, right? Back-to-back yeah. road games, you never get anything out of Ron Rivera and the Washington Commanders. They win games they're not supposed to, games that they should dominate with a backup quarterback. They actually fall flat on their face. And Sam Howell, you know what? He struggled against a giant defense now that is starting to come into form. Three straight games. Tua, and I know they lost that ball game, but they still forced two turnovers against Tua, Josh Allen, and another dominating performance gutty effort by Brian Abel and the Gents. Yep, I agree. I agree for the New York Giants in that spot. All right, a few more thoughts here around the NFL slate from Sunday. We'll set the stage for the final Monday night football game of this week as we keep rolling on here on Football Full Circle. Then some college football talk from a wild Saturday indeed around the country. Stay with us on Football Full Circle. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We're live right here on FFC. Joe, just a few more games to break down for us as we look back on the Sunday slate. A big one in the NFC South, Joe. After the Saints lost on Thursday night football to kick off week number seven, the winner of yesterday's game in Tampa between the Buccaneers and the Falcons would take sole possession of the NFC South. It was weird for the Falcons but they get the job done 16 to 13 Joe the Bucks actually took the uh, tied the game at 13 all with a field goal with 45 seconds left before the Falcons quickly drove the length of the field setting up a 51 yarder for young way it was money Koo hits the walk off for the Falcons as time expires 16 to 13 Joe the Falcons get the victory outright as a short underdog so now Atlanta Joe sits atop the NFC South. The Dirty Birds have a 4-3 and three record. Everybody else in the division is either 500 or worse. Yeah, I mean, again, whenever you get a, a road win over a divisional opponent, that's a solid victory. And Des Ritter stepped up with a 250-plus performance, uh, didn't turn the football over. They ran it with Tyler Algier. And uh, we got old man Corderell Patterson back involved in terms of the mix. He's been a non-existing factor with Bijan and Algier. But that's what you want to see if you're Arthur Smith. And, you know, the defense was great. They shut down the rushing attack of Rashad White and Tampa Bay yet again. They're dominant in, in run support. They're only giving up basically 190, 195 passing yards per game. And again, mm. efficient, disciplined, and that's the recipe to winning a division title. 
Yeah, absolutely so. And that's the key for this Atlanta Falcons team, who now, for the first time this year, we have a new favorite in the NFC South. It is the Atlanta Falcons, even money plus 100. The Saints, the preseason favorites, the favorites so far this year, plus 190. That's second best number. Joe, lastly here, as we look around our final game from the NFL's Sunday slate, 20 to 10, the final in Seattle for the Seahawks. They bounce back with a victory after a disappointing result last week in Cincinnati the Cardinals Joe were a competitive story to start now it's really starting to be a struggle for Arizona as we kind of expected we thought they would be one of the worst teams they're now one in six show for Arizona a 10-point victory for the Seahawks yeah I mean attrition right you could only keep yeah. up that type of momentum and consistency for that point you know for only a certain period of time we're not talking about elite talent we're talking about average talent without Kyler Murray in that lineup and again without James Conner as well it all fell on Josh Dobbs they did you know look good early early in the first half, but again, defense fell apart. The offense couldn't sustain drives and put it any points up in, in terms of the second half. They got completely shut down, and that's a testament to obviously Pete Carroll and that defense. I didn't think Geno Smith was all that effective. We saw limited action out of DK Metcalf, and you know, it's again, it's a good victory, but expecting like Seattle still is this dominant team, I just don't see it. They're good. They're not a leap in. Yeah, when you look at the odds, Joe, and that will lead us into the conversation here for San Francisco on Monday night. The Niners still a very staunch favorite, minus 650 to win the NFC West, the second best price out of any team to win any division in the NFL. Only the Chiefs at minus 1250 have a better number. So Seattle not really expected to contend for the divisional crown. Plus 650 is their price. But the Seahawks are pretty hefty favorite right now, Joe. Minus 162 to make the playoffs. That's where Seattle is seen. All right, they see guy. One final game here for week number seven. Monday night in Minneapolis, the 49ers and the Vikings, and the line starting to move just a little bit. Could that be around positive reporting for Christian McCaffrey? Now, Joe, as I see it live right here, at a full touchdown, seven points in favor of the 49ers on the road in Minneapolis against the Vikings, the over-under 43-and-a-half. Joe, injuries a significant part of this conversation. We know Debo Samuel is out for San Francisco. Trent Williams listed as doubtful. Christian McCaffrey listed as questionable with an oblique strain. And of course, Justin Jefferson placed on the IR by the Minnesota Vikings a few weeks back. Joe, how do you evaluate this Monday night football game? Uh, I think Safran wins, but I think Kirk Cousins and that offense somehow, some way, keep it within the number. And I like well over the 43-and-a-half. I think we were expecting fireworks last night with Miami and, and Philadelphia. I think we get it tonight. I think even though Trent Williams is out and, and obviously McCaffrey might be limited or might not play, it doesn't matter. I still think San Francisco will win the game, but I think Minnesota maybe loses it by three or four. I, I like Minnesota in the spot as a home dog. I know it's prime time. I know it's a dominant defense, but give me Minnesota and the over Ben. I would only look to the prop market as well, to the Vikings side. That's the way I'm playing it. 
Yeah, I love the number at six and a half in favor of San Francisco. I think it's a little bit of a chalky play, Joe, and the public did not have a good weekend against the books. The odds makers are feeling pretty good about themselves today as they had the Buffalo Bills, one of the most public bet sides, around 84% of the handle only for the Bills to lose outright. The Rams were heavily bet. The Lions heavily bet from the public. And of course, none of that went the way the public expected and the odds makers racked up. A lot of the public on San Francisco, Joe, about 76% of that betting handle. I just think the Niners, Joe, under a touchdown, a decent number with a slight discount because even without Debo Samuel, even without Trent Williams, I still think this Niners team is far supreme over where Minnesota is at this moment. Not a single rushing touchdown this year for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins without Justin Jefferson, I think will have difficulties generating some of the offense. So I like the number under a touchdown for San Francisco. But Joe, I do agree with you. My best bet in this football game is looking at the prop market for Minnesota in the absence of Justin Jefferson. Give me TJ Hawkinson over five and a half total receptions. He's been over the number in four of six games for the Vikings this year. And Joe, last week in the first outing without Jay Jet, eight targets, six grabs, 50 yards for Hawkinson. His 36 catches this year, Joe, third most in the NFL among tight ends at this moment. If he goes over his prop of five and a half tonight, it would be the second most catches out of a tight end this season, only behind Travis Kelsey for Kansas City. Yeah, I like Hawkinson on the yards, to your point, Ben. 50 and a half, I might alt it up to potentially 70 plus. And on the flip side, if I had to look San Fran, I would look to Juwan Johnson and, and uh, Kittle in terms of their totals. 30 and a half, or excuse me, Juwan Jennings and Kittle. Uh, 30 yeah. and a half and 47 and a half, respectively. Whenever you have lack of weapons, the check down to the tight ends is always critical in regards to a quarterback's progression in terms of the passing tree. So, like both uh, tight ends tonight and keep an eye out for Jennings. And also, in terms of the market, if we're, you know, to your point, you know, I, I probably would take a shot at Madison plus 170 to hit pay dirt because I don't think he's going to get a lot of money because, to your point, not a rushing touchdown yet. It's San Francisco. If they do get inside the two or the three, it could be Madison with the rushing touchdown. Yeah, you know, Joe, it's interesting, right? 14 passing touchdowns for Minnesota, not a single rushing score. It's the first time in NFL history a team through its first six games has ever done that. Yeah, it's a little bit generic, right? Or specific, I should say. 14 passing touchdowns, zero rushing scores, but that's how heavily balanced to the pass Minnesota is. 68.9% pass play percentage for the Vikings. It's the most in the NFL. And Joe, I do think San Francisco bounces back. It is a big spread. We will see, but I do think the Niners get a victory. All right, Lisa Guy, we would be remiss if we don't talk any college football, so let's dive right in. A top 10 tilt at the shoe on Saturday in Columbus. Third-ranked Ohio State, seventh-ranked Penn State. Maybe not the offensive game, Joe, we would initially expect or think of when you think of the Ohio State Buckeyes and you think of the Penn State Nittany Lions. It wasn't pretty offensively, but the best offensive player on the field, the best offensive player 
player perhaps in the Big Ten, the best offensive player perhaps in all of college football, Marvin Harrison Jr., the difference, Joe, for Ohio State. 11 grabs, 162 yards, and a touchdown. The Buckeyes keep their perfect season rolling. Ohio State now 7-0. and The Bucks hand the Nittany Lions their first loss of the year with a 20-12 final in Columbus on Saturday. Yeah, again, Drew Aller was not up to the task, right? You know, uh, they were in striking distance, and Aller, uh, I think, failed miserably. 18 of 42, 191 yards. It was all the, you know, the offensive attack of Kyle McCord to Marvin Harrison early. They set the tone. The Penn State defense kept them in it for a period of time, but it's what we've seen how many times. Ohio State had had beaten Penn State six straight matchups, and and every time in the fourth quarter or second half, Penn State, whether they have a lead or not, all of a sudden falls off the grid. Whether they're at home, on the road, it doesn't matter. And that's just the mark of James Franklin right now with the Penn State and Indy Lions. Great talent across the board. Just never could put it together against the likes of Michigan and Ohio State at times. Yeah, that's really the task for him, Joe, right? 11 wins for Penn State in four of the last seven college football seasons. They've only won the Big Ten one time. That was way back in, I believe, 2015-2016. This was the year with all the talent on this roster to get past Ohio State. Now, not many teams go into the horseshoe and beat the Bucks in Columbus. We understand that. And Penn State has the positive of getting to host Michigan in that game this year. And Michigan then has to host Ohio State. So there's a chance, Joe. We talked about it at the beginning of this season. A really plausible outcome where these three teams, the Big 3 and the Big 10 East, The big three really in the Big Ten Conference could all hand the other their only loss of the season. Ohio State at home against Penn State. Penn State at home against Michigan. Michigan at home against Ohio State in the game. That could still come to fruition, but it was a spot for Penn State where you thought four and a half point spread. They keep the game close. They rely on the defense. The defense was solid, but Joe, this Ohio State team is led by the defense as well. It's a very different schematic idea for these Bucks than it has been the last five, six years under Ryan Day. Joe, the last time Ohio State averaged less than 35 points per game offensively was 2011. Right now, that's the case for Ohio State, but they're just getting it done with the defense that was huge on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I talked about it as well. Jim Knowles has really impressed me in ball games, making second half adjustments, and they hold a, a dominant rushing attack in, in Penn State to 1.9 yards per carry and less than 100 yards. You're going to win, especially against an offense like Penn State that needs the rushing attack to be effective. That's why Aller was ineffective, right? He was put into predictable third downs. That benefited the secondary. And again, you have the potential. We always knew about Ryan Day's type of offense. It's just taking them a little bit with Brian Hartline making the calls to get into a little bit of an offensive rhythm. The coordinators are like pitchers. It takes time to understand how that talent responds, and now they're starting to hit stride. If you're a Buckeyes fan, this is it. You're peaking yeah. in the middle part of the season for that stretch run and that showdown with the Michigan Wolverines. So, great effort. The, you know, it's one step closer to a Big Ten title, but you're not there yet because Michigan dominated Sparty Saturday night. 49-0, the final for Michigan in the Paul Bunyan Trophy game against Michigan State, who obviously is dealing with a lot, Joe. This is not a team we expected to be competitive. It was a 24-point spread, but 
Michigan is hammering teams right now, Joe. Sign stealing or not, the Wolverines are absolutely lambasting teams left and right here in the Big Ten. Joe, we'll get some final thoughts from you on the college football weekend that was, namely, what is going to happen the rest of the way for USC after suffering their second straight defeat, their second loss of the year, their first in Pac-12 play. Utah has Southern Cal's number, Joe. We'll break it down on the other side of the break live right here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Um... You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Joe, before we get your thoughts on USC and what 2023 will look like the rest of the way for the Trojans, official confirmation from ESPN's Adam Schefter, Christian McCaffrey is going to play tonight for San Francisco against Minnesota. Again, we mentioned the hook was added on to the spread. Now seven points in full in favor of San Francisco on the road against the Vikings. 43 and a half is the total up by half a point from earlier today. All right, Joe, for the third time in the last two years, years, Utah has USC's number. A 38-yard field goal from Cole Becker as time expires in the Coliseum and Utah walks it off with a 34-32 victory outright as a touchdown underdog. Caleb Williams, Joe, 256 yards, but not a touchdown nor an interception. A rushing score, but Utah ran all over USC to the tune of nearly 250 yards. And that is what Utah has done to USC. That is what many college football teams have done to the Trojans. One of the worst defenses, Joe, you will see in the Pac-12 is going to keep Caleb Williams in what might be, Joe, one of the best quarterback careers in college football in the last decade and a half from winning his second consecutive Heisman Trophy and from ever winning a conference championship or college football playoff appearance wasted slightly Joe in terms of overall team goals in LA for Caleb Williams and USC 
Yeah, I mean, again, the bottom line, 240-plus on the ground. You're not going to win huge matchups. Utah had more physicality. They believe they can knock off USC in a gutless effort by the USC defense. That's the bottom line. I mean, that's on Lincoln Riley. That's on Alex Grinch. This team is never going anywhere unless they shore up the front seven, and it showed again over the weekend. Dominant effort by Utah. Listen, it's only USC's first Pac-12 loss, so there is some room. But the two-time defending Pac-12 champions, Utah and Sione Vaki. If you don't know the name, know it. He's a safety that plays both ways for Utah, and he was killer once again on Saturday night. We'll be back tomorrow here on Football Full Circle starting at noon Eastern time. Come back and join us then on Sports Grid Radio. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.